Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. We are your cultural media recommendation podcast, giving you our take on what we think is worth carving your time out for, and also what we think you can pass on and maybe go cut that lawn instead. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to episode 29, our Oscar episode special for the week of February 17th, 2019. We are recording a little early because one of us will not be here for Oscar weekend. That's me. Uh, I am Ron Harkins Jr. I am here with... Tony Carter. Valerie Rudmar, the one who's not going to be here. Welcome to our short Oscar show. Um, We're going to go through and give you some of our picks and thoughts throughout the year um, in movies um, and go from there before we hit that let's talk about a little bit of news oscar news this week that was kind of interesting that came up about the what came what was out and then was back in yeah well i think we had an issue where the academy wanted to save time so they decided to cut screening time or tv time for certain categories and put them during commercial breaks and there's a big uproar about that yeah so basically like right after we ran our last episode um it was announced that they were not going to show best cinematography best editing best makeup and costume design um they were actually going to only present those during the commercial breaks and not show them during the actual run of the show to keep the thing shorter um what was interesting was the uproar where the main thing is like you take out cinematography and you take out film editing those are two very big keys of what Make makes a movie a movie <laughs> like you, you could leave out makeup and costume design because that is something that transcends into other genres but when you leave out film editing and cinematography um i, I just think back to like last year like we wouldn't have been able to see like roger deakins finally win win and get his due yeah um but after the week of like some of the top industry professionals kind of hammering the academy pretty hard Del it was Toro. announced yesterday yeah that they I'm, are going to put everything in in their full. I'm thrilled. I mean, these people work hard, and I always look at the cinematography, and they deserve their due. I mean, I don't. Well, here's the thing I don't get is that the, the Academy told members to actually um, send in, or is, I guess they because members were allowed to send in ideas of who they should you know cut. They put a memo out, and then they actually said, okay, well, now the department's, Please send us if you're willing to actually be um, be cut. If you want to be cut, then let us know. Send us a card and let us know. So these branches let them know they're okay with being cut. And the president of the academy actually is in the cinematography branch. So uh, it was just kind of weird to me. And then they cut, made the cuts, and they're the wrong cuts. Cinematography and editing should have not have even been considered. And yeah, Del Toro made a big statement on Twitter about it. I forget what he said, but kind of like what you said, Ron. He said that. These are the backbone of cinema, so why would you cut them? And here we are now yeah. with everything and back in. I heard some interesting things this week of like better ideas of like how to make the show short. And one of the best ones I heard was actually one that makes sense. It's like um, 
start sticking like the people that, you know, are the, you know, these lower categories, these ones that people don't, you don't think that most people care about. You sit them way in the back of the theater. Mm. How about you move them up to the front of the theater? Because from the time that their name is announced to the time that they have to finish their speech, they have 90 seconds. Right. And so you're rushing these people. And then the people who get the really, really long speeches and take forever are the ones that are sitting close and, you know, just interesting things that, um, it'll be interesting also this year. Cause I, th- we don't really have an Oscar host. We have Oscar presenters that are just going to walk out, going to just walk out, present it. So I'm, do we know who, well, who the first presenters will be? That will be, uh, they have a whole list of them. I just, I just hope that it just helps move things along. Cause you're not relying on just having one person there. Um, so hopefully just people come in and out and do their thing and save time, save time. All right. Let's uh, let's roll into this. Okay, cool. I am just going to throw it out there that I have not seen some of these movies. So I am going with uh, what I've read and kind of um, things that I've seen. I looked up things on YouTube and tried to see as many things I could. Uh, but I reserve the right to come back on to the site and change my answer. Until the actual show comes on. So um, I hate making decisions on things that I have not seen because it's just not fair. So whatever. Uh, I'm putting best cinematography. I like going with my gut whether I've seen it or not. I can't do that. Um, I am going to say. It looks like we're all solid on cinematography here. Well, um, it was, I did, what I saw was gorgeous. So I'm going to say Roma or Roma. Yeah. Alfonso Curacao. Curacao. Curran. Curran. Yeah. Curran. He was the director. He also did. Okay, yeah. cool. I agree with yeah. that one. Um, the one, I think the one that just won the ACSC award was uh, Cold War. Okay. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. Um. One of the big things I noticed from this year from the Oscars list is there, it's a big push in the international, and I think it's a reflective of like what happened with the Academy um, actually getting a little bit of a changeover. Right. There's more international people making the nominations now, and um, Roma and Cold War are two of those fine examples of like international um, kind of being pushed and recognized. Okay. All right, let's move on to best score. Uh, best score to me, I for hands down for me, this was Black Panther. Um, it was uh, Ludwig Ludwig Jor- Jorgensen. Jorgensen, I can't say his name, um, but he's also the same. Uh, he has been Ryan Conger's uh, uh, score composer composer on, on uh, several ones, including like Creed and Creed Two. Um, he's just He's very, he's got the big drum uh, sound to his music. And I think of what was out there, that would probably be the best. Um, And I'd closely follow it, but this goes into the snub category because they actually didn't get nominated would be First Man. Yes. Which is by, um, not Damon Chazelle. um, (laughs) Carter Burwell? No, he worked with him on Musicland. He won the... Right. Okay, score for that is what I was looking for, and I couldn't believe it wasn't on there. 
So yeah, that's what I. It, it was. I looked at. I looked at it for about five minutes and I was like, something's where, missing where on here. It? I thought it was a mistake. Um, <laughs> but no. So that's a snub for later. And of the ones that are on there, where is the best score list? Um, so you I, I wouldn't be surprised if Beale Street wins. I th- I think that's the one that's been getting the... So best okay. score we have for Black Panther, Black Klansman, if... Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, Mary Poppins Returns. You know what? I do remember, even though it's maybe not the best, but I do remember the Isle of Dogs music playing a part of the show. Yeah, it was quirky, but it wasn't memorable to me. It was memorable just because it's Wes Wes Anderson's... Wes Anderson, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. ...style of films. But I remember it. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it's probably not going to win. I'm just saying. I um, actually had a question mark here because I don't know yet. So I was abstaining from that decision. So you are abstaining. Okay, I am. And I think I'll, I'll blanket this. I I said this in our last episode. I think this is a very weak year in Oscars for me, um, in terms of like how much I'm fighting for like certain things, like. It was very easy for me to fight for Dunkirk because of how phenomenal it was sure. on many technical levels. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I just don't have. There wasn't. I thought First Man might have risen to that level because it kind of like checked off a lot of those boxes, but People nothing hit. was exceptional. It was all really good, but nothing was like wow, wow. This is the top of the craft. I know, which is disappointing because I feel like. If they just would have, I don't know. They needed something more, but and, and it shows in like the best picture. Like you know, you got eight. They had they had I the know. opportunity to nominate ten, and they nominated eight. I know. And then last year it was like we we have to only pick ten. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like what two or three other ones that we right. we picked out last year that could have easily been in there and swapped out. Um, anyway. So. so we are going to move on. There we go. Uh, to best adapted screenplay. I am going to do Black Klansman on that one. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. And a little factoid. I kind of threw out the University of Kansas, but that's all I heard. And so um, graciously, uh, <laughs> Tony, who is faster with his fingers on the keyboard, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Wilmot from the University of Kansas co-wrote uh, the film, and he is in the film and media studies at University of Kansas, KU, Rock Talk Jayhawk. That's where I'm from. So kudos. And Ron? Uh, I'm going with Black Cook Klansman so as we, well. I, will I you just, stop? <laughs> um, That's how it's pronounced. No, it is. It's got that extra K in there. For a reason. It does. I forgot my K here. Um, there it does. Um, I, yeah. thought, I thought it was a fantastic, well-made film all around. Yeah, it looks um, great. Look. And I thought it was smartly written, especially the stuff like when uh, John David Washington's in the bullpen and taking the phone calls, like the the wittiness that he threw in there. Um, and yeah, yeah, solid screenplay. So, all right, cool. This one is best original screenplay. Uh, I'm gonna tackle this one first again. Um, I went with Green Book because after reading First Reformed and then watching it, 
it's a good meditative piece, but I don't think it screams at me saying I need to have an Oscar for best screenplay. Does it seem like it's um, it should have been written and turned in to like a school as a paper? I wish it had been. Do you know what I mean? A play. Yeah, I, I read it more when I actually seeing it. I can see it, I as, can a see play. it as a play. Totally. Like Doubt was a play first and it became a movie. I can see First Reformed being a stage play and then being adapted to. Okay. Because there's not many locations they're using and most of it can be contained in one space. And Okay. So, Green Book for me. So, my pick was based basically not off of me actually seeing it, but more so off of if Green Book doesn't win Best Picture. It's getting best screenplay, right? Um, more of a consolation Balance. prize. Hmm. Um, it's one of those. You know, it's kind of like the best director. You know, you don't win best picture, but you win best director. Green Book is actually not on the nomination list for best uh, director. I don't think. I can look that up right now. Give me one second. Yeah, it's not on it's the best not, director list. No, Peter Farrelly. No, he's not. That's a snub. So that's for later. That's another, uh, another big snub. You know, you have a, a best picture that's not on there for best director. So the next thing down for me would be best screenplay mm-hmm. um, okay. on there. And I have not seen Green Book, so I went with First Reformed. Um, I did see the favorite, and I thought that oh, was kind of interesting, but then. Looking back, it was really funny when I got done, I stood up and the people behind me were um, a lot, lot older than I was. And they said they hated it. They hated, they hated the favorite. Uh, were they quite conservative? And pre- They looked it. Yeah. Okay. And I said, but they said, but have you seen Green Book? I said, not yet. You need to go see that. That's a great film. So last night I wanted to see Green Book. And, and um, did you, you didn't ask them why they didn't like no, the I last would've. scene, I if anybody sees that, the last scene will just tell you everything you need to know. And the last scene. I like, totally would have asked him. I said, so why? what is it? What, what, why didn't you like it? I'm just saying if you're really conservative. Rip off the bandaid and let them. That's your job. If you're really conservative and, you know, I, I just don't think you will enjoy it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I don't think you should go. You're going to waste your money. I really do Um, because it's not like it's going to open your eyes to something that's a beautiful thing it wasn't used as a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. Um, and the last scene is so wickedly bizarre and strange and it was totally be careful what you wish for people you just might get it so moving on to original song it looks like we have a Unanimous, you, it's unanimous. It's unanimous. I think it's unanimous in the way we were unanimous last year and lost. <laughs> I mean, what else do we have here? Let's go through this list here. We have it. It seems like the one that should win. Um, however, weirder things have happened. You know, it was what was last year was um, what was the big oh one yes, the, it was the Coco one. Yeah, Coco ended up winning over um, Greatest Showman. Which I just could not believe. Anyway. um, So if I was to pick one from here that would kind of like knock out Shallow, it would probably be, uh, probably be the RBG, the All Fight. Okay. Diane Um, Warren's. But. Um, We all have Shallow right now. And 
it's hard to overcome shallow, but that I, I had the be, same exact feeling for what I heard from greatest showman on that. It's going to be it a little was catchy. It was monitored. It was, it's going to be strange because Bradley is going to Bradley Cooper. We're in first name basis. No, well, not him. Jackson and I are, but, um, Bradley Cooper is going to come out. Not as Jackson. When either one of them are going to come out as their characters and sing this song, which is so strange. What? Say it again. I'm, I'm so Bradley Cooper and Lady Cooper and Lady Cooper. They're just going to sing it as Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, they're not as to. the actors. They should though. I know. know. But the way they sing it, it's oh. just the movie is it's different just, than it's just what they'll so, be singing. It's mm. just it's it's not right. So now you're Tony Awards. Okay, I'm, 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 I got it now. Okay, so they're going to come out and sing. Uh, I guess it was a big deal that Bradley's going to sing it. I don't know why. Who else would sing it? So that's uh, going to be fun, even though I don't I know. Because they to think see that it. was just going to be her. That was silly. Why? She even brought him up on stage in a Man. concert and did it. So they can do it. Um, moving on. Best animated. Now I have seen these. It, well, that's wrong. I haven't seen Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> I've seen. All of them except for Mir- Mirai. Oh, I haven't seen that one either. Okay, so I am going to say Spider-Man. I loved it. I loved all. I just, it was beautiful and I loved all the different. To me, because I, I don't, I'm not used to that type of animation. So to me, it looked like there were different types of animation going yeah, on. It, it was a very much layered animation. I thought it was okay. well. I thought it was a solid story as well in terms yeah. of what it was telling. Um, that's definitely my pick as well. Um, and I do have feelings in the back of my head for Isle of Dogs because I love stop motion animation a lot. I've, I grew up with Wallace and Gromit and it's it's fantastic. It takes forever. Yeah. Um, but you know what? So does 3d animation. Right. Yeah. It's so easily bypassed because like, oh, they're just doing it on a computer. It's like, well, they're still doing it frame by frame. Yeah. But if you go see it. So. Yeah, I Gorgeous. a hands down for me is Spider Man to the Universe with. I, don't, I think it's I think it's still in the theater. If you can still if you can still see it in the theater, go. Yeah, it's definitely one you should see. And um, yeah. so you're Spider Man yeah. as well. And then Tony. Um, I grew up watching West stuff, so I, I'm kind of partial to that. And same thing with stop motion too. Watching Gumby as a kid, and I know the process involved in making that kind of. I just, I guess, I'm rewarding West for my loyalty to him, and also as well as the process of stop animation, knowing how grueling that is, and he's getting better at it each time he goes. There was Fantastic Mr. Fox was his first mm-hmm. go, and now he's making another one. So he's trying to see. This is where I, I stand on like Isle of Dogs, like Spider Man, great animation. Very good story. Right. Isle of Dogs, great animation, boring story. The story was kind of up and down for me. I agree. It did have I mean, I go back to our episode when we actually, we, we did Isle of Dogs and like, it was hard to stay awake. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was not much pulling my interest in there except for, wow, that's really good animation. It's really engaging. But the story was just, Blah. but I felt the same way about Fantastic Mr. Fox. I just didn't get. That one did put me to sleep. So, I will say people, some people love that movie. I just want Incredibles not to win. I want Pixar to have a, a year where they don't win. I, I don't think Incredibles, Incredibles two, and Ralph breaks the internet. Just 
No. They didn't rise to level on either one for me. They're still great Pixar movies, but... They're just Pixar movies to me. I don't know. They yeah. didn't seem to jump out at and me. And they're both um, sequels. <laughs> jump out. And Mariah's good. So. Okay, so uh, supporting actor, uh, we are all also in unanimous agreement, um, Mahershala Ali, for... Green Book. For Green Book. So... Yeah, I, again, have not seen it. However, i looking at the other people and... And I'm, I'm not quite sure what would take him from being... Supporting to lead? Yeah. Because I mean, it seems more like a co-lead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's what but, I didn't understand, why he wasn't in the same category as Vigo. Like, but why? I think that goes... That's at the discretion of the movie studio, right? Right. As to is. what they submit him into? Yes. So they probably thought he has a better chance of winning winning although, the supporting category. Although I just want to say that I am so happy Sam Elliott was nominated. And, oh my gosh, if he won, I'd probably scream my head off. Like He's not going to, and it's okay. But I loved seeing his name on there because that man can act. Speaking of Sam, the man who killed Hitler and then killed Bigfoot is rentable on <laughs> iTunes now. So I have that sitting there waiting for me. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be weird. That's funny. But, okay. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Ali. Yeah. And then we have, again, gosh, you're kind of boring here, people. No, it's good. Uh, um, supporting actress. Again, here again, I, I went with what I have what I saw on what I read, etc. So I am gonna say that I could change my mind, but right now it is going to Regina King, who in past movies that I've seen, she's phenomenal, she's a great actress. So I have no doubt that she's fantastic in this movie as well. Yeah, um, I, and I, I did see, I'm so sorry, no, nope. I did see Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz in The Favorite. They're awful. Also, not they're awful. I meant they're also also nominated. I think um, they're going to cancel each other out. They though. will, and I just I don't know. And Amy Adams, I I don't know. I didn't see Vice, but you did. Amy Adams Ron. is going to be one of those actresses that goes years and just keeps getting nominated and just never wins. She got she won. Didn't she win for June Bug? She was just nominated. Okay, I love June. God, Bug. I think she's got to have like four or five nominations under yeah. her belt now. June Bog is fantastic, and then um, I guess a lot of people thought that the Marina de Tavira. Am I saying that she's right? Up and she just came out of nowhere. She's she's, she's uh, from. <laughs> are we saying Roma or Roma? You just said them the same way. <laughs> yeah, you did actually. You did Roma or Roma. Anyway. If I were looking at it, I would say Roma. Um, but yeah, she came out of nowhere and I don't know. But Virginia King has always been, yeah. I just I think really everything like I've seen She's, from all the clips from her for that, just, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, yeah. I've okay. seen the I've seen the other three and what she's bringing out is just a whole lot more. Okay. And she's heartbreaking. What <laughs> she, are we talking about? Regina King. Thank you. Thank you. I thought Sorry. we were. Yeah. Did you kind of go? Ooh. No, Amy Adams is heartbreaking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you see her enchanted. Okay. So, um, Martha. Actor. 
<laughs> I don't know what we're saying. I Take a drink. That. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so actor. I don't know. Tony uh, is like having to move to the side to laugh so hard. I don't need. I need to get the joke, but uh, I, I rarely do. Amy Adams, come on. That's the lamest part of the whole film. I'm sorry. Okay. She's Lois Lane. Oh, I just can't. It's the Martha joke from that brings them together during Batman versus Superman. Worst part of the whole film. Jeez. And so many sorry, moments. don't remember that, but okay. You don't want to. Okay, actor. Hey, uh, look, okay. we have a disagreement. That's fantastic. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say. Tony takes this one first. Okay, Tony, go first. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, I'm taking over the show. <laughs> All right, Tony, uh, we're go. doing best supporting actor. So um, we have. Uh, no, 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 yes, best supporting we're, actor. We're an work. actor, really? Yeah, okay, we've already done supporting actor. Yeah, that we're was, an actor. That's why I asked where we were earlier. So, we are actor. Sorry, so yeah, mark the joke. Okay, um, we had Bradley that Cooper. really threw him for a loop. It's the funniest part of the whole film, it amuses me on many levels. Um, we had Bradley Cooper, a star is born, Rami Malik for you know, Freddie Mercury, William Defoe, Christian Bale, and Vigo Mortensen. Um, honestly, uh, I like William Dafoe in uh, Eternity's Gate because I have a thing for, uh, not a thing, it sounds weird. I have a very close... Come on, you like guys that have their ears cut off. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, um, thing since Doctor Who's episode of The Doctor and, and Vincent. Um, I have a thing, I like watching things about Vincent Van Gogh. And William Dafoe played this character very, this guy very well. And even though he's much older than Vincent was when he died, he still did very, very well doing it. Um, and William Defoe does need another Oscar. I think he already has one. It would be nice if he had another one. But um, I honestly think it's between Raimi and uh, Is it Raimi or Rami? Rami, Raimi. I it's, just want to know. I like. I think people deserve to have their names pronounced correctly. Absolutely. Raimi. Rami. I've Rami. grown up for 38 years with nobody pronouncing my last name right, so <laughs> I know how it feels. Painful? How do they pronounce it? I say Herkins. Is that wrong? No, that's right. Okay, good. How else would you pronounce it? If you looked at it just on paper without seeing me or hearing my name, you'd pronounce it wrong. Trust me. Herkins? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving along. So, um, Rami would be nice to win, but, you know, they may give it to Vigo. But I'd rather Rami get it. So that's my vote is Rami for playing Freddy. And he's the favorite, I think. But if Vigo wins, you'd be like, yay! No. 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 Okay. I I want William Defoe. I'm going to throw my chips here again on Christian Bale. He didn't get it for um, the Golden Globes. Rami took it. But I still think Christian. Um, He did a good good role. He did really well. I have read some stuff about Christian Bale. Kind of swooping in and getting this one. Um, but I'm going to put my chips on. Rami. Um, yeah, I'm going to do Rami because I felt I loved him in this. I just did. Uh, but I haven't seen the other ones. And I love Bradley Cooper. Loved you. I really did. But mm-hmm. I loved your character. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved your character. But mm-hmm. acting, you know. It doesn't even compare to the other people. So, but. I like what Christian did in Vice. I do. I like his method acting style. I like what he did for the role, all the research and his. But 
I mean, technically it'll be actually Rami, William, and then Christian. I can be happy with any of those three winning. Timothy Lee. Not so much. Yeah, he got. Hmm? Timothy? Who's him? Didn't you just say Timothy? No, I said these three. Sorry. These three. Three. These three. Rami, William, and Christian. Sorry. I'll be happy with any of those three winning. Okay. Fabulous. Just my thing. Does somebody else want to say something? You want to go to the next one? Go ahead. Ron, lead us in. Uh, moving on to Best Actress. Um, to me, hands down, this is Olivia Coleman. If she doesn't win it, it's a shame. I'm gonna, I, I know people are pulling for Glenn Close as a makeup Oscar, but if Olivia Coleman doesn't get this, she may never have a chance as a makeup Oscar. I don't think that's, that's true. Yeah, I do. I not Just because of how many films she's in that get nominated or recognized, and it's... M- the opportunity for her, she's the international coming from the BBC land, basically being put into the international. I'd love to see her in more films mm-hmm. and more films of this quality, but I think there's there's no reason to me why she shouldn't win this. I uh, have seen both, so I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who is up for Best Actress. Oh my gosh, of course, and they're going to give you this one. Yalitza Aparicio Aparicio for Roma. And then we have Glenn Close for The Wife, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born. Olivia Coleman is the favorite. Um, (laughs) And then Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Now, I did see most of these except that. Well, no, I've seen three out of five. So I saw The Wife. And when I saw The Wife, I thought, oh, my gosh. Glenn Close. She's fantastic. She won it with her eyes. She's going to get that. You know, she's this this great. And I really felt that she should win. And then a couple of days ago when I went to go see The Favorite, Olivia Coleman knocked me out. She was fantastic. Her range of motion, her facial expression, like she uses all parts of her body like she just she took it i mean i it'll be a shame if she doesn't win and glenn close wins because she's been winning everything i love glenn close but olivia coleman deserves this tony i remember seeing coleman all the way back in um, confetti which is a independent british film where she's it's a full documentary or mockumentary so i do have her close to the chest and loyalty in that way but I don't think it's her time yet. But like Ron said, they may just give it to her because she's not doing a lot of stuff. But I think Glenn may get it because she's her whole breadth of work. And I know. So that's, that's the way Academy does things. Yep, the Academy does like to do it like that. I mean, so is Glenn going to win? Probably. Probably. But Olivia, just know that. She may get more work now because of this nomination. So, you know, that always happens too well, sometimes. Well, I, I would hope to shout. This, I mean, I, she was in Broadchurch, correct? She's also going to be in The Crown, so. Yeah, she was in Broadchurch, and it's on Netflix, and. Good show. Gosh, that is a great show. And by the way, for anybody who, like my mom doesn't like it when they don't wrap it up at the end, they're mm-hmm. all individually wrapped up at the end, even though we have kind of like a string of relationships. So, Broadchurch, check it out. Okay, moving on to. 
director. Best director. Um, I'll hand it off by me to tell you who they are. Spike Lee, Black Klansman. Oh my goodness, people. Paul Pawlikowski for Cold War. I should not have done this one. Jorgis Lanthimos. Lanthimos for The Favorite. Alfonso Cuaron for Roma and Adam McKay for Vice. And if I said them incorrectly, just correct me. So go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. Best director. Uh, Spike Lee for me. I think I, I mean, I've said it before. Black Klan Glansman was one of the best films of the year. And I thought it was spot on. I thought it was a solid movie through and through. Um, and he's due. He is due. Way past due. Well. I, I think this is a grown-up Spike Lee, and it shows. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Could you imagine this film being done like 20 years ago? Or like even 10 years ago? With him? He would still be... He, it was definitely more grounded. Right. Um, he still... I think he still said the things that he wanted to say or that he would have said then. He just... They just weren't as in your face. Right. And I'm going I think a lot of that might have been like not setting something in current day and time. It was just setting it in his, taking it into a historical event and like showing us something we haven't been before and just giving us a little bit of comedy with it. Yeah. Right. I don't know. And your choice? Spike Lee. Okay. I'm gonna go against the grain. Um and have you seen Harry Potter movies? Yeah. Okay. So, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. Well, of all of them, um, Alfonso Cuaron. Cuaron yeah. Uh, he directed one of the best ones, which was uh, Prisoner of As As Azkaban. Sorry. Did he do um, Gravity? Yeah, he, he did, did gravity, gravity, and he also did Children of Men. Yeah. He's done some fa- fabulous stuff, and uh, I think it's his time. So. I think he's already. He was already won. I don't care. It's his time again, people. Uh, so um, I'm going to go with him. But I, again, when I see Black Glansman, I reserve the right to change my mind. But I haven't seen it yet, so I, I don't know. Okay, and we... Let me just take a sidestep. Sorry, okay. I'm gonna, sidestep coming it. from my director's hat here. Um, the reason why I didn't pick Adam McKay is because I think Christian Bale directed it himself. Christian Bale's a way of taking over film season and just doing his own thing. And then people say he's directed Christian Bale, but Christian Bale wasn't directed. He knew what he was going to do. He had his own ideas and did them. Um, I think the only time he's ever kind of stepped back from that was when he was in um, Batman with Nolan because he kind of respected Nolan. So they had that kind of tandem going on. Um, Cold War was nice. The favorite is decent, but he made bad camera choices. Um, and okay with them. Uh, Alfonso, I think, is already won, so I think they're not going to do that again. And Spike Lee has waited a long time for her to be even nominated again. It's and true. Even, so I think they understand Spike's now kind of mellowed out. He's even attacked a couple people online on Twitter when they've said something was racist, and he said, what are you, what are you talking about? So Spike Lee has put out some fantastic films and films that I studied uh, in film school. Um, I mean... 20 years ago, the guy was putting out some films that, you know, things that I had never thought about before. I didn't. 
So, yeah, I would agree. I mean, if he won it, it's not like I wouldn't, that I would be upset. I would say that uh, it was well-deserved. Right. That's just my take on it. Okay. No, good. And? Are we ready for the... I could drum, but I was the drummer, but I don't have any beats in here. So. Best picture goes to Green Book. You think? Hmm. It should go to Green Book. <sighs> Are you going to remember that from years from now? Is it going to be something that's like, wow, that was memorable? And mm. Maybe. But I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is best picture quality it's not i think they're gonna give it to i hope yeah. not but they, i think they will but what yeah. movie are people gonna remember from yours what are you saying that you're going to remember bohemian vice black Klansman. i think are the top three people i mean freddie mercury they're gonna always have that in their heads constantly. Yeah. so it's just my daughter cannot get enough of that movie except for of course the, movie, the parts that i had fast forward she's just enamored with the whole, I mean, I realize that he's portraying someone, but she also likes to watch the real clips of stuff. But um, it's just interesting to watch a nine-year-old enamored with some, with Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting. Um, the favorite, I will probably, um, I'll probably forget until somebody brings something up about it. But even though I think her... Um, performance was great as Star is Born I'm probably not going to forget that one but it's not best picture but- uh, of everything that's on that list the only thing that I'm going to watch again is Black Panther right 10 years from now if you ask me what was on that list I'll answer Black Panther the one movie I probably won't watch again is Black Panther have you seen it have you, have you watched the whole thing in that one sleep yes okay I did. I, I yes, I did. I'm just asking. Um, and I will watch. Uh, this is what I should do: is I should watch it in a year or watch it in two years, because things change. You change. You know, Black Landsman. Um, my, does it have any chance of getting it? Does Black Landsman? Yeah. I think I think it's a solid movie up and through, but compared to what else is on the list, I don't think it's going to get the note, the eyes on it that it needs. I just don't know. I mean, my dad said something interesting the other day when we were on the phone talking about this. He said that they're not voting for the movie itself or Brian Singer's. You know, they're voting for Freddie's legacy. His they all love Freddie, so they're voting for the man, not the movie. And that's what has been going on a lot with the voting. My dad thinks is mm-hmm. we're voting for the legacy. His Image, not I, I have issues with Bohemian Rhapsody, but I I just don't think it's I don't think it's the best I don't, movie of the year. I don't think um, <clears throat> I I enjoyed it. Do I think it's the best movie of the year? No. I don't know if I have a best movie of the year. Here's the problem. Um, but I have not seen Green Book or Roma or Vice. Or Black or Black Klansman. So, after that, I might tell you. Um, Ramadan. I I think Green Book is one of those movies that you can look back on in a couple years and say that had two fantastic actor performances in it. I, right. it, I hear it's feel good. Mm-hmm. They said it was feel good. These mm-hmm. people depends on what mood you're in. Okay. 
So I think it's a toss-up. I don't know. I don't think Roma is going to get it because I think it'll go. It's going to get in the foreign film. It's going to be best foreign picture. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be best foreign picture. But you also have the. uh, Bohemian it's Rhapsody. Netflix attached to it. Right. So Bohemian that's, Rhapsody might get its, you know, it's going to get sound editing. Best achievement sound editing. It's going to get sound mixing. It's going to be tough. I think, or. that That's going to be a. Or First we'll, Man. We'll talk to that about that in a second. Okay. I get those. Later. Okay. So we do have that. Yeah. It's a kind of a toss up. It's kind of a hard year for best picture. It depends on what the mood of the Academy is in. Right. Mm-hmm. Are they in a social movement year? If it's a social movement year, then a film like Green Book or Black Klansman has a chance at winning. If they're in a, hey, let's just escapism, let's just enjoy nostalgia, then you're looking at Bohemian Rhapsody. If you're looking at political, you're looking at vice. If you're looking at uh, something that you know, is, is a solid film through and through, but is a little bit is foreign language then yeah you're looking at Roma but I just don't think Roma is going to rise to the level of I, no. capturing it and that's mainly because of the stigma of Netflix attached to it although a lot of people are saying it's going to win Ooh. I mean a lot of uh, sites so, um, Roma will win in the same cat light that artists would win where it's just that oh, like God. nobody thinks it's going to win and then all the other votes are canceling everything out so the only right. thing left standing is but I think Bohemian will win, but I would like Green Book or Black Panther to win, even though Black Panther has its moments. So, BAFTA. I think Black Panther won just by having its name in the nomination. Right. There. BAFTA went in to... In a year you. where, like, you, you could have picked 10, you right. only picked 8, and of those 8, you still gave one to Black Panther. Right. I think that's a win It is for a superhero movie. So One day soon. BAFTA went to Roma for best film, and it got... Foreign. Director, cinematography, and film not in English language. <laughs> and then, then the favorite took most of the wins, landing seven of its 12, including leading actress, which was Olivia Coleman. And she, yeah, beat out Winglows. And British. supporting actress, Rachel Weisz. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... It'll be interesting to see how that international influx affects everything this year. Because if there's a lot more international selections this year, then it's going to our then the Oscars is going to more so reflect what's happening on the international stage. The cine, Cinema Auto Audio Society. I don't know them. Anyone know them? The what? Mm. They handed out their awards last night. Bohemian Rhapsody took top prizes in sound mixing and for film. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I mean, there's like these all these bizarre little things that um, this year Green Book and Roma are the original screenplay category, and they're um, going against the favorite, uh, which is esteemed rival at the Oscars. But the favorite is not eligible. At the Writers Guild, which I still haven't figured out why. Um, so it's even more unpredictable because, uh, I mean, because what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to say something. Um, the Writers Guild has pretty much gone with the Oscars 
the first five years, the last five years, they haven't. So it's kind of strange <laughs> that they have kind of made a switch over. So we'll see what happens. Although they picked uh, Moonlight. And yeah, they picked a lot of movies that are, they also picked the artists. So I don't know. Anyway. So uh, some of the other uh, side categories um, that I looked at. Um, we don't have to talk about them in depth, but, um, for editing, I chose Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, for feature doc, I chose free solo. Um, that was the one that stood out to me among the rest of those, um, for sound editing and mixing. I kind of have a toss up between black Panther or first man kind of leaning towards first man. Um, and yes, both of those over Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and then for visual effects, first man, production design and costume that's definitely leaning heavily towards the favorite and makeup as vice um i'm gonna you guys you guys can roll your eyes and that's fine best achievement in makeup and hairstyling uh i don't understand why a star but a star is born is not on here because there's no way that he brad does not bradley cooper does not look like Jackson Maine. They, his, his, but he looks like a ragged, like his skin is, he looks like a drug addict. He looks also way over tanned because he, you know, he's out in the sun all the time and he's, I mean, the guy's face is completely transformed. Mm, it doesn't stand out to me. Is that makeup or is that just? That's makeup. Mm. Absolutely. Makeup. Um, And then, so I thought that was kind of interesting that it wasn't on there. Well, Vice has went all out. I mean, we have prosthetics for Sarah Rockwell talking about prosthetics. You have Christian Bale gaining weight. I mean, at one point, I forgot it was Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney. And you have Amy Adams playing his wife, too. So they kind of all disappear into their roles. I did see Mary Mary Queen of Scots did a great job, too. I did see that movie. That's just my thing. Uh, Any notes from? Let's see here. I agree with most of your most of your decisions. I agree with. I don't think that Bohemian sound mixing. I mean, what, it's not like they're doing a live performance. I feel like they're just what do you call that? You're not lip syncing. You're playing along. What about best original screenplay? We already did that. We did that one. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that... It'd be different if they were playing live, but they weren't. He was just lip-syncing to... No, I, just, I just didn't feel like Bohemian Rhapsody did anything special they didn't. in they the just, sound mixing and editing. Yeah, they didn't. You know, First Man, the the sequence where they're getting locked into the shuttle and being launched up, the details in the sound... Yeah, all on board. For those... Just, space for camp. Th- for, <laughs> for those living in Rochester or in maybe a bigger... Um, yeah, you could probably look around and find that they are showing the short films. They're showing them here. Best animated short films, best live action short films. They're showing them all of them. Um, I think they're showing they're it. streaming online somewhere too. Oh yeah. I think I they're, ran across the, a link with them streaming. Right. You could, yeah, they're doing it at, uh, Pittsburgh. And the, the, because the short films usually end up on Vimeo or something like that. Okay, I could look for that too. It might have been it might have been iTunes. I ran across it the other day. I was like, "Oh, look, there they are." And, then, and I just kept <laughs> <laughs> Bow is the Bow I it was the one that was before 
Is that before Incredibles 2, I think? I was going to give you a chance to vote on something. So the Writers Guild okay. isn't until tonight. Okay. And the video game nominees are... This is for video game writing. This is hard. It's going to be between God of War and Red Dead. And I'm probably leaning towards God of War because it's already been winning over Red Dead. I don't see Red Dead on here. I see Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, Batman within episodes. Wait, am I looking at the right thing here? I think so. God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, and Pillars of Eternity. Am I looking at the wrong things? God, you said just those three? No. I said, so video game writing, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Is that a video game? Yeah. Okay. Batman, The Enemy Within. I don't remember that one, but... Sure. God of War. Yeah, I mean, it's going to hands down go to God of War. I don't know how it can go to anything else this year. Okay, Marvel, Spider-Man, and <clears throat> Pillars of Eternity 2. God of War was, as, as much as I love Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War... It wasn't even nominated. Well. I know you that, love that's it. That's their, their feeling. It's a long-ass thing, and long-ass things don't typically get nominated. <laughs> but it also depends on your, what they view of it. But yeah, God of War was a, a pretty original. Cool. I just want to get your. I think it. Um, it just picked up game of the year as well. Oh, so cool. All righty. Do you want to break? No, or we're do not you even want to just. We're just going to finish off. We're going um, straight in to snubs. Uh, snubs. Honorable mentions and snubs. Who wants to take a snap shot? Snot shot first. Okay. Uh, well, um, I'm gonna, I already said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Um, I think Won't You Be My Neighbor being snubbed for Best Documentary kind of hurts. I have that bit. down, too. Hurts. Just a little bit. Just a little. Yeah, I don't know what it would have replaced, though. I have my list of snubs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and here my list of snubs. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean now. I mean, it, I've seen all but one of those, and all of them deserve to be on there. Yeah. You just put it, bump it in, make it six. Why? Yeah. <laughs> but still, just a little upset. Um, it is a little strange. Bradley Cooper wasn't nominated as director when mm-hmm. we have all these. Man, that was a weird one to me. That was I, weird. I thought he did a fantastic job as I director. And, I mean, not enough to win, but enough to at least garner yep. a nomination. But also, um, Ryan Coogler for Black Panther was not, I mean, not nominated for uh, director. Either. Um, Timothy Chalamet was not nominated. And actually, no one from Black Panther, Michael, G- Michael B. Jordan, was nominated. Tony Collette from Hereditary, not nominated. Um, Won't You Be My Neighbor uh, for Best best Director? Doc. For Best Doc. So, yeah, we just said that. Eighth grade, the screenplay. And then editing, I thought the star was born. The editing was fantastic. Let me ask you And the sound mixing in A Quiet Place was fantastic. Well, yeah, that's another one. And then uh, Green Book did not get Best Director, correct? Correct. Yeah, so those were, I didn't understand. Yeah, I mean, a couple of the ones I I had, Bradley again, um, John David Washington, why he didn't get an actor nom. 
that uh, he was at a black Klansman. Um, not that he deserved a, a, a nom. Um, Nobody did. It's very strange. Ethan Hawke should have gotten a nomination in there. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. First Man. Again, it's not the best picture of the year, but when you're talking 10 slots in there, it should have been slotted in as a best picture along with Beale Street. They both should have been on the uh, the top 10 It's list weird there. because I had so many bad, you know, it was, I went in with like such low expectations of First Man. And I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I had on there, I already said the first man, not in the score. Um, Buster Scruggs not getting a cinematography nod was kind of weird to me. Hmm. But who shot that? That was the Coen brothers. So that was uh, Deacon? Deacons. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it was the first thing I said about that film as I was watching it. I'm like, this is just gorgeous cinematography. But hmm. yeah. It's that Western cinematography, though. You need the right audience to enjoy it. So do you have anything else? I comment on it, but never mind. Um, that should have been... Um, I think, like Ron said at the beginning, it's just a very slow year. I call it slow, not rough, but just slow, where there's not a lot out there. There's some quality stuff, but not enough to say, wow, this year's going to be great. Like, last year we had um, Ship of Water, which kind of stood out visually and just writing everything together. So this year I'm not really feeling, even Black Panther, I like it. It didn't feel solid enough for me to say, wow, this is a complete package for Best Picture. So I'll be paying attention to see what the trend is this year. Spike winning will be phenomenal on many levels for me, but selfishly I'm like, no, not yet. I want to win that. But we'll see what happens. And I don't know. I guess it just, we don't know what the climate of the Academy is. No, we don't know. I mean, it almost feels like this year is a transitional year. What's it a transitional year to? I don't know. Yeah. Like some of the big name directors and people just aren't in it this year. And it's because their movies didn't come out this year. Right. <laughs> or like they kind of, they were in it last year, but they're now making a movie this year that's coming out this year. Right. Kind of thing. So it's kind of like. Well, Sundance is more international this year, too. I looked at Sundance and their films, and a lot of the winners this year were from overseas or different countries. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. I mean, they may be easily forgotten between now and next season, but there are more international directors and writers and stories. I don't know where you would have put this movie, but Paddington 2, it may just smile. Mm-hmm. You can laugh. I don't care. Paddington 2 was Baby a fun boss. little movie. That was a fun little movie. I enjoyed it. Can I ask you a question, Valerie? When you say best editing, what are you looking for in terms of editing when you say something blows you away editing-wise? Like, like when, you're, it, when you're talking about when I said... You keep saying this has good editing. What are you looking at? Are you looking for seamless transitions where you don't know that you're popping between heads or are we talking about just overall... Things that make sense to me. I don't... Things that are um, in line. Well, I also like editing, but maybe I am... Editing where they use um, something from one scene, uh, like a drip, let's say. You're talking about a transition, especially And then um, I thought that the editing during the concerts were cool. They like moved through and the way they did that seemed like you were there at the concerts. I thought that was really cool. Um, And then... Editing also, they're putting the story together. They're kind of looking at this huge thing and they're trying to put like which look and which angle and which which 
part of all of these shots are going to bring out the emotion that we need because they have all of these different angles that they're working with. Let's try from this angle. Let's try from this angle. Let's, you know, and um, they all have different takes. They pick the takes and they're putting them together the story to that makes you feel. Okay. See, for me, editing is always revolved around pace and how it plays out in the story. And you think of something like Dunkirk, where you basically, how they paced it to the music and the action that was going on in three different scores. And it's just, to me, it's how it drives the story. And it's not so much, hasn't always been about the cuts. Maybe yeah, sound mixing? Hmm? No. Or is that editing? No, film editing. How they're how they're taking the pace of okay. those cuts in that story. So yeah. if you're telling separate timelines, how you're in, interposing those timelines in together to tell that story in a way that pays off at a certain point. Um, kind of think like a heartbeat. You know, that's film editing to me is is it's been so closely tied to just the directing. I mean, a yes. film editor can make or break a movie. Correct. So quickly. And, you know, that's why a lot of directors actually come up through that channel. They either come up through film editing or come through cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, film editing is hard. I took a film editing class. Well, you were using a real film, weren't you? Yeah. It's just a process. I mean, I enjoy doing it when I took that. So it, it was, just makes you think longer and harder about what you're doing before you do it. So, And that's why I didn't like, I think that's a major why I wasn't enjoying favorite is because it felt so broken up the, the the pacing was just off to me. I would agree. It, it was there like was somebody a, dipping a paintbrush and just okay. chucking it at the wall. You probably didn't get there, but all at once there you're watching the movie da, 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 and then all at once there's a scene thrown in, thrown in that makes no sense whatsoever and all I'm going to say it has to do with men and fruit um, and it was the b- most bizarre thing and I thought what in the hell is going on I mean like why is this even in here I could not figure it out so they threw in some stuff that I was like what and they kept going back and forth it, you're right it it was all over the place one of the one of the ones I tried to use last year to try to teach Emma, <clears throat> my oldest daughter, a little bit about film editing is um, basically the last third of Fallout, Mission Impossible Fallout, because the editing is pretty near flawless of the the three different storylines that you have going on mm-hmm. and the pacing of how the music is, everything's just bringing in a slow build and then all of a sudden it's just boom, 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 and then the payoff right at the end. Um, just, you know... You got to have the right editor, right? Am I? I mean, it's not about correct, right, or wrong. I just I was curious because you keep saying this has good editing, so now I know where your mind is when you're thinking about it. Um, in my opinion, I like seamless editing or editing that doesn't draw attention to itself. Like Dunkirk had, I felt seamless editing where it went from moment to moment, and besides color and differences and grade and day and night, I really didn't tell. I could have been in all one film to get and it. Well, I see what you're saying. It was together. Um. Birdman, same thing. Even though it was, you know, on one takes supposedly, but it wasn't. It was edited in a way where it made sense. Mm-hmm. So I like films that 
I know there's a cut, but I'm not seeing the cut. And when I edit my films and I edit other people's things, I try to hide cuts and sure. things in a clever way where you don't know that it doesn't jump out at you. Um, but I, I think there there's film editors that are really good at doing the quick cuts. Right. You know, that know how to choreograph mm-hmm. a fight and the cut perfectly. Yes. To the point where, like, you f- you get drawn in so much to as what's happening. It's just when I look at, you know, something like, what was it, um, what was on there this year? Oh, film editing. Uh, something wrong with like Bohemian Rhapsody had some good, it cool did. transitions. It did, but yeah, they did have some cool. I don't know. I just don't like when I'm drawn to the fact that your the film has been edited. I mean, I understand these concert scenes were edited in a way where you're getting the best dynamic shot. But again, it's coming from my point of view and my style of filmmaking is that I shoot when I need and I know ahead of time what I want camera angle wise. I don't shoot extra angles because. I know exactly what I want to edit in the edit room. The you best look at scene. You're looking. You guys. You guys definitely focus on. Um, I understand the seamlessness. I understand the grade. I understand that whole look. And I look at it differently. So, we'll talk about it. In I, one of my. I'll have a, a episode where I discuss that in more detail. But it's just. I, yeah. I like I, they. I, they have to. They have my to. priority though is is still it's the pacing. I mean, if you don't put those in the right spot, man, it can really just screw up big time. Right. I sure. I think the pacing. I think is the good. best part of Bohemian Rhapsody was that end live eight scene. That was like where everything kind of clicked in for it. Like when they come, they came through with the piano and just By started going way, into it. I want to say. That if I looked at the piano and I totally interrupted you. Okay. Mm-hmm. The water is moving. Well, Grace was, was trying to notice you. So, it it yeah. moves. I was like, kept looking at the water. I'm like, it's moving, it's moving, it's going on. And I'm Jurassic sorry. Park. Park, um, little ADHD right that. there, interruption. So Ron did Any I? other stubs? Not right now. I'll probably put more on the line when I see them and I hear them. But yeah, I'm just. What's your best movie not on this list from the year? Wow, man, that's a question I should have thought about before. But I don't have one at the moment. It'll probably pop in my head right when you say, oh, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. But, um, sorry, I don't know. I was expecting a foreign language film to pop out of your head. Well, hmm. well, I can say not what to see. Don't see the upside. But uh, other than that, I don't know. Um, that, yeah. I don't have one right now, I think. I had one in my head, I think, a couple of days ago, and it's, like, gone away. A movie that I really, really, really enjoyed and actually got like one of my highest reviews of myself this year was Quiet Place. And to not see it anywhere on this list. I think Jason was disappointed with that as well. He was disappointed with the movie? No, disappointed that it wasn't on there. Oh. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of where I am with that. There's a lot of people that were upset that I haven't seen it, but that... uh, Oh my gosh. Crazy Rich Asians? Is that what it is? Or just Rich yeah, Asians? Crazy Rich Asians. That wasn't on there. Um, I haven't seen it. So, and then some people really liked Ready Player One, which I did not. Yeah. I mean, I think visual effects wise, it was a really cool movie, but I think it needed more time baking in the oven. Um, okay. Why is that not coming up? Sheets, not Google. Um, 
So I, you saw The Favorite as your movie this week. I saw RBG. I saw two movies. I saw First Reformed. Which again again. I'm going to tell people right now. Um, now I can't think of the damn movie's name. The that's the horror movie that's out right now. The describe it more. Happy Death Day to you. No. <laughs> no. Hold on. Gosh, you guys, it's it's um, the Prodigy. Do not waste a single dime or second on that movie. Okay, I went out because Kendra and I like horror movies and yeah no i just thought it was so bad uh bad um bad i thought that fallout was really fun um and fallout is definitely one of the best action movies that has been out in the last decade or more uh and let me see if there's anything else here that sorry to bother you is another one that i'm shocked that it didn't get any love for this year that was was a little surprising yeah especially since sundance was in love with it so much it was just so different than anything else that came out could that have been why i didn't get not is it so different and i just think it got small market and not a lot of people saw it okay I think there's a movie that keeps popping up that I have not seen, and I don't know if anybody else in here has seen it, but uh, it's called The Writer, the R-I-D-E-R. No. Um, yeah. No. Chinese. It's a Chinese writer-director, and it's uh, it's about a former rodeo star, Lane Scott. So I hear fantastic it, things about it. Is that not? Is it Lane Scott? Isn't that the story? Like eight seconds? Is it? Oh man! I, I don't think so. I hate these things that come up like this, and I don't. I can't. It's like we're gonna spend like five minutes. No, we don't have to worry about that. But I'm just saying that. Um, yeah. I didn't see a ton of movies. There are movies that I hated. <laughs> uh, I was disappointed in, um, which is sad, but I was really, really disappointed in Ocean's 8. I thought it was just okay. Frost. I Hotel Transylvania 3 did not like that. I was really disappointed there, too. Um, Happy Time Murderers was a disappointment. <sighs> I don't even need to talk about that years one. Years and years of waiting in that room. <clears throat> and, um, but I think that's about it. I don't have, I don't really have anything that I saw that I thought, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it's not on there. So, no. I mean, do you guys, what, didn't the, the Avengers Affinity War come out this year? Yeah, it's on there for visual effects. Right. Okay. So it's on there at least. And Ant-Man and the Wasp. Anyone care? Mm. They're good movies. I'll watch them again. But you don't but care. But they're them. just not stuff that are going to draw okay. Oscar love. Then I don't think we have anything. I think we're good. I think oh, you're we, right, though. The Quiet Place. Oh, I, I saw Leave No Trace, and I, I 
I thought Leo and Trace should. I don't know. I kind of like that. Anyway. All right, I'll uh, I'll be put myself up online this week. I'll, I'm off from week school this week, so I have more time to me too post things. Not I, me. I either will or I won't. But I think that is our show today. That's it. Um, yeah. Tony, so, where can we find you? I'm on Facebook, Anthony Dot Carter One Six Seven. Instagram is Ant Carter Eighty Five. Twitter is S M T O R C H I O. Find me. Contact me. Please. <laughs> I am just going to say uh, Instagram's kind of a waste of time, really. So, <sighs> well, just because I don't think anybody's going to care about the Instagram part, but at Vidmar, uh, at VB Vidmar on Twitter, I'm going to start. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. I'm going to be better at Twitter. And then uh, Valerie Lorraine on Facebook, because I have now, de- now completely dedicated that to reviews and things like that so and of course posting our podcast and you can find me anywhere pretty much as gf media or gf media ceo you can find us at culturalstew.net or cultural stew on facebook or at cultural stew net on twitter um hop on over give us what your picks are let us know what we uh what we hit on the head what we missed uh big time um, what you would swap in, swap out. Give us some feedback. Enjoy the Oscars. Bye bye. The intro and break music is "Please Listen Carefully" by Jazir. Available through the Creative Commons license from Free Music Archive. Please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by. And also, as always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today. Want to continue to hear more? Please consider Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is a content creator support site, a way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love. 
please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gfmedia and becoming a Patreon supporter today.